Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. This week I wanted to start off by thanking our newest Patreon supporter, t Acoustic. Thank you so much for your support. I also wanted to let everyone know that if they are interested, we now have a Discord channel for folks to pop into and talk about the show, ask me questions, or talk about games or game theory, generally speaking. There's a link to that in the show notes if you're interested. So feel free to check it out and drop by. With all that being said, I think it's time for us to get started. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, Golden Might of the Dawn stood, newly forged in the light of her conflicts, resolution, as they continued to ascend the Tower of Mars. What else would they find? What conflicts would be brought to bear? What relationships would be challenged? Golden Might of the Dawn's appearance has bled from being a 6 out of 5 to being a 5 out of 5. The orange highlights in her hair have faded away and are just the usual blonde and pink. It is still really, really beautiful because 5 out of 5 people. Goldie is a 10, but she wipes her tears all around her face and scrunches it up for just a minute as she does so, and then... (laughs) Okay, maybe I don't hate your guts anymore. Ashen Mask extends a hand downward to where Goldie was kneeling. Come on, let's go. She glares at his hand for a second, but takes it. This temple sucks. Yeah, it really does. I am... I'm not looking forward to more of these. I yeah. didn't see this coming. I'm not particularly a fan of the situation. It's a real bummer. Real bummer. Also, Accord, you're the fucking worst. So I've been told. That is not news to me. At least he owned up to it. Yeah. I've, I've been called that a number of times, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you will never surprise me if you, if you call me something uh, basically close to trash <laughs> or, or horrible. I, I've been there a lot. I'm just saying, in terms of social cues, maybe you might want to take a book or something. I thought I've been pretty clear about how that's that's a, an active struggle for me. Oh, yeah. No, I noticed. You're not my type. I'm everybody's type, you idiot. Just go I'm to the next mine. room. <laughs> I am going to knock you so hard off this tower. The door to the next room is much like the others that you've seen. It is a star metal slab at the top of the stairs to the next area. And as it gets pushed open, you feel an immediate chill run over all of you like a cold gust of wind pours down through the opening that is being created as you're pushing this thing open as you peek out into what appears to be about midday in a snow-covered city you see a high wall ringing the entirety of the city stark and white amidst the wood constructions of the buildings within the city itself nearby there is an alley, and in that alley there is a single point of apparent warmth, a, a small fire that has been set by a person huddled over this thing. What do you do? Um, Rizzo's going to walk up to the person over the fire and tap them on the shoulder. The man whose shoulder you tapped turns and looks at you. He has rugged features, pale skin, Dark stubble lines his face, and there's something about the curve of his jaw and the arch of his brow that seems in some way familiar to you. Whose guy is this? You. Hey there, kiddo. Oh, man. Hey. Everyone, I'd like you to meet 
My dad. Oh, okay. What is it like having a parent? Well, I would think it'd be great, but then there's this asshole. All right, I know, I know. You're gonna you're gonna slag me off like you do every time, but we gotta get down to business, kid. This is about your brother. Oh, don't you dare bring Wellspring into this. Look, he's got himself into trouble again, and we need to break him out. It's just that simple. Either you're with us, or you're against us. You're a part of this family, or you're not. <sighs> well, this is... Very surprising, considering the last time he was in trouble, your response was to fucking leave. It's called asset retention. It's about ensuring that next time something happens, we have as many resources as we need to pull that thing off. Oh my god, this is your son, not an asset. I'm I'm fucking done. Ashen Mask turns around and walks away out of the alley. There's snow all over the ground, right? Mm -hmm. Goldie is just going to like scoop some snow into her hands, pack it real nicely, and just chuck it right at Ashen Mask's dad face. It lands. The snow creeps down his face as it begins to melt in the warmth of the fire. You got a pretty good arm there, kid. These things that we're seeing, are they going to remember in the real world? No. Okay, just wondering. Yeah. You ever... uh, Shut your mouth. I'm just saying. No. With an arm like that, there's jobs. Oh, I know that there are jobs, but with a face like this, I don't need arms like these to get well, jobs. Well, that face could be an asset, too. We got a kit. We got to break out of, break out of jail. We could use that face, those arms. Yeah, the thing is, you don't. You don't really. And you're not real. And the fact that you're bad enough to do this to the person who isn't really a jerk is annoying. And Goldie stalks off after Ashen Mask. Well, kid, you got any special skills? See, you got a small dog there. Dogs are useful. Sometimes. What what breed is that? Some sort of street mutt? Uh, to you, maybe. I mean, he's a cool guy. He's yeah, it looks like a real piece of dog meat. Uh, we could use it. We can use it, though. It looks pretty small. It could get into all sorts of places. He just mainly likes to be pet. You know, He's cool, well, though. Pets are a good way to train, you know? You get them to do something you need them to do, you just give them a couple pets. and He does have a pretty nasty bite, so I definitely would not get close to him, though. Especially uh, some strangers can tell, you know, naughty, naughty business. Good noodle. Naughty business. Good noodle. Right, I think right. you're going to weigh in on the naughty business scale. All right. Well, before you make those sorts of judgments, let's just let me ask you a simple question. Okay. You got a family, kid? Do I have a family? Yeah, do you have yeah, a family? Yeah. yeah. What would you do for that family if they were in danger? Uh, I would eliminate that danger. That's what I'm trying to do here. And my Sounds son, like he's just walked to... off. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just walked off, and I'm trying to, trying to save his brother, his younger brother, who mm-hmm. he promised to protect. Uh-huh. Because I couldn't always be there. Yeah, but isn't that your duty as a papa? Sometimes the life of a single dad's rough. Yeah, you I gotta know. do what you gotta do to provide for your kin. Yeah, and that's all I'm trying to do. You doing an honest job, though. I mean, what is honesty? Honesty is doing what you can tell your kids what you're doing. Oh, they know what I'm doing. Wait, They're doing and, it too. And 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 can you tell the whole world? You know, the whole universe. The whole universe. Universe. The whole universe. They're not ready to handle a bunch of thieves and bandits this handsome. So what I'm trying to say is maybe you're not setting a good example. Maybe you're pushing your kids away from you. Maybe they didn't want this life. You ever think of that, Pop Pop? Maybe I didn't want this life either. But the way I see it right now, my boy's in a jail cell here in Whitewall, and I got to get him out. Then I got to find my way down to, uh, down to Diamond Hearth just about as fast as I possibly can. Because there's people here have a vested interest in seeing my head removed from my neck. See, now that's a you kind of problem, though. You put yourself in this situation. Are you taking from the rich, or are you taking from the poor? Are you taking from both? 
Come on, man. I gotta know. <laughs> you show me a poor person worth stealing from, and I'll show you a rich man who's a liar. I am confused. <laughs> There's no such thing as a poor person worth stealing from. They're all rich men who are lying. Well? Oh my god, this is the... Ashen Mask walks back down the alley. This guy is really weird. I apologize. I assumed so much of you. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's great. No, it's good. He uh, he definitely taught all of us how to be awesome, great thieves. We're wonderful at it. We're really, really good, except for my brother. And that's why he got captured, because you kept pushing him to do this. So he didn't want to do this. Oh, no, he wanted to do it. Because it would make Dad proud. Aww. Pets, you know? Pets? You just call your son a pet? What? No, oh. like the act of petting something. Positive reinforcement. <sighs> oh my god. You unbelievable shit. Look, you ran before I had a chance to tell you any of this, but you are not a father. You ruined my brother's life. You turned me into a criminal... So good, I'm the fucking criminal to the sun now, okay? And my brother almost died. And instead of doing what you were professing to do right now, which is to go help him, you ran like a coward. Because all you care about is you and money. Oh, sounds like the talk of an ingrate to me. Someone who doesn't know his priorities. My priority is to people that matter. And right now, you don't matter anymore. Never again. Ashen Mask turns around and walks right towards where the wall is. And as you approach the wall, it begins to unfold into a staircase leading upward as the fire begins to dim and the not hurt, but almost just slack-jawed, confused expression on his father sits there, lingering almost longer than the rest of him as White Wall fades around you and the stairs cohere into solidity. Standing at the foot of the stairs, Ashen Mask appears to be shivering from what would be the cold, though the cold has left the room at this point. Well, then Might of the Dawn hangs her scythe over his shoulder a bit, because it does radiate warmth, kind of like a small room heater when it's not being swung around, and places her hand on the small of his back. Rizzo finds a small snack from Qui-Gon and just puts it in his hand and starts walking up the stairs. Tawia says as they begin to climb the stairs, What, what a piece of work, I... Getting out of that must have been hard. You're stronger than than I had given you credit for. And for the record, I had already figured you for being pretty strong. Oh, I wish I had managed to get out of it. Instead, we got abandoned. So, you know, maybe if I had been stronger. You're stronger now, and you know what matters to you now. And it's not the words of some jerk face loser. Mm, kid, I'm going to have to just let you know that sometimes when it comes to this sort of thing... You just need to learn how to shut your mouth and let the person have their feelings. Because <laughs> let me tell you, that group of people I traveled down to Jiao Wei with, we all had this this fucked up family thing, and you know how we got through it? Just steely, quiet solidarity. Get real awkward if anyone ever brings it up. Just real quiet. Look around a lot. I'm sure that's the best way to do things, but it is a way. Ashen Mass chuckles a little and then pops the snack in his mouth and begins chewing. <sighs> I'm... Yeah, I'm good. Let's do this. You ascend the stairs into the next room, and it is 
warm in that room. It looks like the sort of template room that you have encountered a number of times now, but there is hay that is scattered about, and that hay seems to be actually quite large. And curled up at the back of the room, you see a familiar figure, but never quite to this size, occupying the entire corner of the room, almost so much space that were he to stand on his hind legs, he could not do that within the space, but you see, believing, Golden Might of the Dawn's mouse curled up, with his small paws actually resting on his stomach as he groans in the corner. Oh my gosh, believing! <laughs> and Golden Might of the Dawn makes a dash for the giant believing and starts rubbing his belly. Believing, talk to me! What is going on? Uh, I ate too many of those cheeses. They got my stomach feeling all rumbly. Oh my gosh, I told you not to go overboard with cheese. I always tell you, when did you do that? And she's massaging his stomach and trying to knead it. Lay on your left side, your left side. It feels like I've got this big old capsule inside me just ready to explode. Oh, believe me. It hurts like a fire is running through me. Maybe he has to poop. Inside of my veins and inside of my blood. I don't think that's poop, believing it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. You think you're sick all the time and you're not really sick and you're just fine. You're. I'm so cold. Oh, no. So cold. Please, somebody give me some warmth. I'm right here. And she plants her tiny self on his giant belly and is rubbing him and is trying to spread the warmth. That feels good. That feels good. You know what they say helps with a stomachache when you got too much cheese is you need some grape juice to break it up. Just the acids in the grape juice, they help break down the cheeses. Rizzo, Rizzo, does Qui-Gon have grape juice? Uh, I can check. We usually don't keep liquids. Uh, Rizzo checks and... There are grapes, but there is no grape juice. So Rizzo just takes out the grapes and gives them to Goldie. What am I going to do with grapes? I don't know how to make juice. Just tell him to make a juice in his mouth. That's not how juice works. Oh, I'm in so much pain. Believing you're just, you just, you just think that you're sick. You're not really sick. You're going to be fine. Oh my gosh. I'm so miserable and cold and my mouth is so dry. (laughs) But I only have these teeny tiny grapes and you're such a big mouse. Why are you such a big mouse? You've never gotten this big before. Because I was trying to get the pain to stop, but the cheese was growing inside me too. What is happening? Okay, well, can you just make yourself smaller and then the cheese should be smaller and then I can smush the grapes in my hand and then it'll be like grape juice. No, no, I'm stuck like this. I just need some grape juice and a bedtime story. We can give you a bedtime with the digestion. Oh my gosh. Um, I know I know a story. I totally know a story. Oh my gosh, I don't know any stories. What is a story? I tell stories all the time. Um just Rizzo sits down next to Believing and Qui-Gon plumps right next to her, but he does that thing where he misjudges how far away he's sitting, so he kind of just slumps over like dogs do. And she starts to rub her hands together to make them warm. And she looks at believing. Once upon a time, there was a little, in her eyes like shift, rat whose name was 
faith. And he was scrounging around the house looking for something to eat because he needed to bring it back to his family. But the only thing that he found was a small piece of bread. Now, the rat Faith was really hungry himself. He thought, maybe if I eat this piece of bread, I'll have enough energy to go and find more food for the rest of my family. But he knew that wasn't the right thing to do. So he ran all the way back home and split the little piece of bread up and gave it to his family. There are two little rats and then a mommy rat. And then he runs all the way out to find something for him and he doesn't find anything and he dies. But his kids now have the strength and they grew up to be really powerful rats in the rat society. And then they made it so no rat became starving after them because they were just so inspired by the efforts given by their dad, Faith. So I'm going to say, <laughs> go ahead and give me a manipulation plus performance, okay. or I'm going to be charitable here, survival role. <laughs> okay. At a difficulty of four. One success. So Believing's eyes, you can see them go wide as he looks to Goldie and says, Oh no, am I going to die? <laughs> Why? Why did you... So, there's so much pain in me. I'm so scared. Am I going to die? Why did you tell that mouse a story about mouse politics over generations? He wasn't even a mouse. It was a rat. Because <laughs> I didn't want you animals. to think it was you. And he died of starvation, which is obviously what's not going to happen to you because you're so tall. I'm going to die of reverse starvation. It's tearing me apart right now. Okay, you're really, really, really not going to like this, but I'm going to jump up and down on your belly and I'm going to try and make you throw up just a tiny bit of what you ate and then maybe you'll be okay. Uh, you might want to wait a second there. We do have a couple of grapes and I'm not the... I'm not... A sommelier, I don't handle a lot of wines, but I could theoretically make those things stretch a little bit farther than they should. Maybe get some juice out of them? That's probably the best idea right now. And Golden White of the Dawn holds out the handful of grapes that she has with a very worried expression on her face. Please. Jump on a, on a mouse's belly. That just seems irresponsible. Accord, I am going to What kind of pet you. owner? It's a very large mouse, though. And... As this exchange finishes, Tawia pulls forth a wooden flute full of some grape juice. I think that you should probably be the one to administer this, Goldie. I'm not really sure what this room is trying to teach us, though. I don't know, but Goldie snatches the bottle and she jumps on top of believing. And she, like, goes near his mouth and life starts to trickle it in. Once, once upon a time, there was a mouse and his name was Believing. And he was super duper duper loved. And because he was loved so much, he had a very, very long life. Even though he ate too much sometimes. And even though he thought he was sick a lot. Because... Because he was so loved, he lived almost forever. <laughs> and as you're doing this and telling this story, you can see Believing's tongue pop out to try to catch the little drops of grape juices there popping out to the point where at the end of the story, he's actually kind of like almost reaching out with his little hands, like making grabby motions. <laughs> Go ahead and make that same roll, manipulation plus either performance or survival. You'll get a one die stunt for that lovely, lovely story that should not put the fear of God or death into the, <laughs> into the poor thing. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, I'm not thankful. And would you like to spend anything on this roll? Moats are so precious, and so I want to say no. 
It's a transparent system, though. What's my difficulty? Still four. Still four. Okay, so yes, because six dice statistically. You can also spend a willpower for a success. Yeah, fine. Okay, one willpower for an auto success, and then I'm going to be spending four motes for four dice and rolling 10 dice total, 12 dice total. Seven successes. Crushed it. This mouse be fine. So as you finish pouring the grape juice into Believing's mouth and the story finishes, you can see Believing start to actually physically shrink as he's muttering, Yeah, live forever and ever and ever and ever. The bravest little mouse there ever was. So brave. So good. Me, 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 me. As Believing Mm -hmm. falls asleep and you can hear the dull thud of a latch unlocking. (sighs) Gosh, thank goodness you're okay. Rizzo, you are not allowed to tell stories ever again. I'm going to keep telling stories until they hit. (laughs) I I, I certainly enjoyed it quite a lot. That was was a doozy of a story. (sighs) It's an actual true story. Yeah, it's a Jawway fable. There were these rats and one of them died in true story. True story, yeah. What is the, the moral of that supposed to be if it's a fable? Sacrifice for your family and your family will become greater in numbers and affect your, uh, well, rat economy. Uh, okay. So it's just specific Jawway wisdom vis-a-vis the rat economy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. They're the happiest rat in the whole universe. The whole universe. 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 <laughs> yep. Universe. What's universe. Your- Next. Universe. Universe. Next room. Universe. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna go. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go with you. They'll catch up. You open the next door, and there appears to be just absence in the room that you enter. There is no clear source of light. There is no clear sense of dimension in this room. As you all pour into it, Tawia ignites their cast mark and tries to look around, but it offers nothing in the face of this oppressive absence and slowly out of the depths of this absence two forms cohere one of a proud bearing the other form holding the same basic form but slumped and reticent they approach together the proud form approaching first as the other hangs back these two figures are each tepid harmonious accord Mm. Well, we know whose room this is. Do do we? Do I mean? I guess it. I, I don't think I've ever actually been afraid of two tepid harmonious <laughs> accords. I'll I'll throw that out there. I mean, I've definitely thought about it, but <laughs> uh, you wouldn't be the first. What? Yeah, like I said, not my type. Ah! Uh, uh, <laughs> As the bold accord steps forward, <laughs> is this really the time to be making jokes with them? You should do what you were supposed to do ages ago. You should have killed them all. Mm. What are they? Anathema? Playthings? You're better than this. You don't need to be sticking around with these fools. You should have ended them all already. It's what you really want, isn't it? Well, I know uh, which one the garbage version of him is. The other Harmonious Accord just sits back with an almost childlike wideness to his eyes as he looks on, not speaking. Personally, I'm a bit of a fan of the mute one. I'm I'm not going to do that, though. I'm not going... These people are, you'll forgive my use of language here, my friends, and I would very much like to see them survive. Ew. I'm, I'm not the person. Look, 
friends? Really? Are you kidding me? You're going to tell me these people are your friends? You don't have friends. And the harmonious accord that you know steals his glance for a second and says, No, I, I do. These are my friends. I'm not going to kill any of them. And you know what? I haven't even slept with any of them either. So, so how about that? And the bold figure says, So, not only are you too weak to kill them, you're too weak to, to even have fun with them? What is wrong with you? How far have you fallen? Pathetic. <laughs> Ashen Mask kind of looks at the proud mirror image of Harmonious Court and goes, This guy's terrible. And walks over to the quiet one that's hanging back and puts a hand on that one's shoulder and goes, Hey, what's your deal? I can't get involved. I can't step in. I can't get involved. Can't get involved. Golden Might of the Dawn kind of shifts uncomfortably and like rubs her arm with her other hand because she can relate. My God, Accord, it splits you into your two forms, your evil side and your apathetic side. <sighs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> it, it hurts to be called out like that, but you're not wrong. Okay, well... Um, maybe you just need both of your sides to become one side and become oneself. I kind of feel like that might actually make you worse, though. The bold form immediately starts laughing. <laughs> Are you kidding? The second that, that guy moved in here, he got so much more boring. Things took such a downhill turn. There's no way I'm reconciling with that. You're that also kind of boring, too, to be honest. I don't care how fun you think I might be. What I care about is my kicks. And I promise you I'm going to get them. You know what's funny, though? Talking to the real you and talking, knowing about the shy you, you kind of do care what we think. And what I think. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <That's> uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> your your <No>. mom. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. As you say that, you do see, particularly Ashen Mask, who's back there with them, the the timid one shakes his head in affirmation. Yeah, see, this this guy knows where it's at, and he <laughs> points his thumb over at the shy one. Yeah, this guy, this guy over here, this that guy. guy, real piece of shit. This one here, that's an okay guy. Yeah. Not like you're telling me anything I don't already know. Oh, and this one here... Golden Might of the Dawn gestures to the accord that is traveling in the party. This guy, he is the best version of all of you, because even if he has problems, and even if I am somehow not his type when I'm everybody's type, um, he, he came on this journey with us, and even if he wanted to sort his shit out, it's not something he has to do alone, and we're here to help this guy, I guess, maybe. If I'm not going to have to sort this stuff out alone, can I ask the lot of you a question then? Mm-hmm. I, I guess I should contextualize this first. I I mean, I gave my, my chakram to Ashen Mask because of what I'm scared will happen if I give in to my violent urges again. I was only able to handle those statues outside because they're beings of stone. I, I'm not that different from the person that Ashen Mask is standing next to right now. Is that person actually any better I think than the person people. who's been in our face? Someone who will sit by and let anything happen as long as they stay safe? Someone who's too scared to, to stand up and fight for anything? As opposed to someone who will rush into any fight they can find? Mm, I think I would rather have a friend who 
is there quietly and just needs to be let out of his shell than someone who's going to rush into the wrong fights and fight on the wrong side and make more of a mess for me. And I'd rather take time, no matter how long it takes, to help that other person who is shy and needs to figure out why he doesn't have a stand on things and lets things happen. Make him a stronger person. You know what? As you're saying that, I realize that I've been coming out of my cage. And I've and been, I've been doing, doing just fine. fine. And I gotta, 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 gotta be down, down because I want it all. Start, Start out with, with a kiss. kiss. How did it end up like, like this? this? It was only a kiss. kiss. It was, was only a kiss. kiss. <laughs> so you but, did kiss Ariston. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, you should probably roll a charisma plus socialize. Okay. Looking to beat four. Four successes. And Harmonious Accord looks down and then looks back into your eyes. I I think that maybe you're not wrong. I'm I'm not sure that I want to be that person, but I'm willing to step out a little bit. I don't have to, to bludgeon everyone with everything I am right out of the gate, but I also don't have to let my own fear rule me. Mm-hmm. I think that if I have you around, someone like you, Ashen Mask, to, if I need to literally hold my weapon away from me, Maybe it's okay if I commit myself to this, to a cause. Follow that through. In my opinion, I think your hesitancy on this journey and how you're dealing with things now, you've proven to yourself more than I think you could have ever thought your best case scenario would be. <laughs> Can you believe this? A scion of House Tepet friends with anathema and not ashamed. Yeah, you know what? I'm not ashamed. This is who I am. <laughs> These are my friends. And you know what? I care about them. Yeah, dude, fuck you, version of you. So you can you can get lost. And no, I know what you're thinking. I won't have sex with you. Now get out of here. <laughs> As the bold form is subsumed back into the darkness and the timid version of him looks at Ashen Mask, smiles a little bit weakly and says, Thanks, I know I probably shouldn't get involved. And disappears into the darkness as well. <laughs> Sorry, I shouted back there, you guys. Uh, colleagues. Friends is fine. Ashenmas takes the chakram that uh, Harmonious Accord had given him and looks at him and goes, You know, I think, uh, I think I can trust you with this. And he just flings it toward him slow enough that you could catch it. He catches it with relative ease, and as it settles back onto his hip, the stairs leading up cohere in front of all of you. So, we haven't had that many people not have something go on just yet. You, you ready for what might be up there, Rizzo? Rizzo waits, and she kind of bends down and pets Qui-Gon for a little bit and takes a deep breath, kisses him on the top of his head, and he kind of like whips his head up and looks and just kind of like lays his tongue outside of his mouth like (laughs) and she nods and confidently she walks in you ascend the stairs and exit in a glade in a forest outside of jaway in a comfy home that sits near the tepu river outside of that home where you're entering this glade sits an old woman on a log Around her neck is a piece of cord, at the end of which sits a chalkboard. Her fingers are chalky and white against her dark skin and frizzy hair. 
She looks at all of you approaching and smiles wide with no teeth or tongue in her mouth. It is all gums and throat. A tear runs down Rizzo's face more because she kind of just misses her family at this point. And this has been too much of what she's lost without going back home to her parents and her family. So she kind of goes up to her grandma and gives her a hug. And as you pull her into an embrace, you can feel her immediately struggling to wriggle out and push back toward the log. She lets go. And on the chalkboard, she picks it up and writes, You will lose. Lose what, Grandma? And in quick succession, she writes and then wipes away several things. Me. Lost. Godwin. Lost. Ariston. Lost. You will lose everything. I know I have lost things. It's been hard and it's hidden all at once. Sometimes it's a bit much, but that doesn't mean I'm going to lose you. You're still at home. You're still at home with mom and dad. I just messed up once. I just messed up one time and I've learned and we've talked. And she looks at you solemnly in the eye as she wipes the slate one more time and writes, I lied. You should have let me die. I need you here, though. I can't just let you die. I thought thought that you said that, you know, we were like, it was fine. I thought you said it was okay. I thought you understood the accidents happen. You were too weak for the truth, she writes. I know I was young, but I can't go back. You said that you still loved me, even though I made some mistakes. When I look at you, all I see is that thing. Golden Might of the Dawn is going to put her hands behind Ashen Mask's back and give him a light push towards Rizzo. (laughs) You should do the thing again. And Rizzo just, she kind of just rocks back and forth. She knows that there's nothing she really could have done with Godwin and that even though he left, he might come back someday. But somehow it hit in the reality of her that she is part of the reason that Ariston is gone. And she's the reason that her grandma is not at her full potential being so powerful. And she kind of just sits. What, what, what am I supposed to do? Ashen Mask stumbles forward from the push on his back and walks towards Rizzo. Well, what you do is you, you keep going. We all lose. No, no one wins all the time. And those losses, some of those losses are harder than others. But it's not like I lost money, you know? It's not like I, like, lost, you know, something like an heirloom. But I fucked up, and my grandma lost her tongue. She can't talk. And Ariston's dead. That's my fault. It really is. Did you put the sword through Ariston? I feel like I did sometimes. You wouldn't let me sit with that, Rizzo, and I can't let you sit with that either. We couldn't have stopped her. We could have. I feel like if I had taken a strike at her before she got to this point... And I should have killed her in her sleep. We've been over this. There's no point in playing this game. What matters, Rizzo, is that we keep moving forward. Ariston can't have died for nothing. I know. It's just... I don't have that friend back, you know? Even if I do avenge him, I still won't get him back. I don't get to hear my grandma sing. I'll never hear it again. Sometimes I think that... Losing Ariston was like the last straw that I can't do. I can't do it all. I can't be a good, a good person and and do what I'm supposed to. That I told my family that I would do before I left. That I told my grandma what I would do before I left. That 
I would do good with what I have and what I've been chosen to do. And I lost a friend in the process and I said I wouldn't do it again. Sometimes we can't control what we lose. But you know what this situation reminds me of, Rizzo? Hmm. It reminds me of a story about a rat. And uh, Rizzo kind of smiles and uh, chuckles a little bit. And she nods in agreement. Ariston might not be here, but you are, and your family is, and your friends are. If there's one thing that I've learned about you while we've been in this fucked up temple, is that you use the gifts that you have to help those around you. I've looked at every single person here, and Ashen Mask looks around at the gathered people. It's because of your strength, because of everyone's ability to help those around them that we were able to get through our rooms, and I will be goddamned if you don't get through yours. He's right. I hate to say it, but he is. Come on, Rizzo. We've got you. Okay. Besides, I know my grandma wouldn't write that. And she goes to her grandma, erases the board, and puts I love you on there, kisses her on the forehead, but turns the board over so she can't write anything nasty back. And she starts walking away with Qui-Gon in her arms. And we see, as you are walking, a pan back to your grandma as she looks at the board, and a tear rolls down her eye, and a cracked, weary sigh pulls from her mouth. And as you all begin to ascend the stairs, you hear the sweet sound of a song you were sure you would never hear again. Are you ready for some piping? Hot. Goss? That's right. It's time for lunch at the Tiger Folk Longhouse. Rizzo, I must say I'm impressed. I wasn't expecting that you would ditch both Godwin and Ariston, much less find yourself in such august company as you are now. I didn't ditch them. They left me. Oh! They left you? Are, are you kidding me? That's preposterous. Where did they go? They can't What do you mean, where you. did they go? One died and then one left to go find a sister. That's fine. Okay, I'm just surprised that they would leave someone like you. Just based on the interactions that we had, and quite frankly, specifically the interactions that we had immediately preceding my passing. Well, they did. So, let's move on. Yeah, well, I guess, thank you, first of all. You're for welcome. The, the interactions that we had immediately prior to the passing. And quite frankly, I am grateful that Godwin's not here because he, he, was, he, was, a, he was a real piece of shit. <laughs> That's okay. You got me now. Uh, he's he's just hard to work with sometimes. It's hard because everybody here doesn't. You really don't need to defend the person who killed me, Rizzo. He also, you didn't know him when we were younger. It's different, you know. He waited until you convinced me that I had a reason to live, yeah. and then stabbed me through the throat. I know. I'm sorry. Damn. Huh. You know, I used to not like Godwin, but I think I actually kind of like him a little now. It must mean that I really hate Dinus. So it seems that your company isn't perhaps that much more... I don't know what I'm dealing with right now. Uh, we haven't all gotten to to those parts of ourselves yet. That's just cold, though. I mean, I'm going to throw that out there. That is cold-blooded. I mean, it is a little harsh, but I'd kind of love to do that to the Bull of the North. What? Convince her that she has no reason to live? then convince her that she does in fact have a reason to live, and then stab her through the throat? I mean, probably not the throat specifically, because 
if I don't get the right spot, she's going to splatter me in blood, and that's going to be really gross. That's what you always got to worry about when you're so, killing someone, is how gross it is. Yeah. I mean, have you seen this face? Yeah, I have. Yeah. It does not look as pretty covered in blood. I mean, I guess they look pretty covered in anything. So you've upgraded yourself to a, a pack of murderers. I suppose so. Uh, I didn't really know that at the point, but I did hear an alarming story about how he got an idol earlier that we haven't quite dove into, so... Hey, I am no murderer, okay? I am many things, but a murderer is not one of them. Have you killed people? That is beside the point. Okay. Have you done anything that has resulted in the death of another person, whether or not you were the one to do the actual act of murder? Well, see, now we're talking about murder and manslaughter. There is a difference between somebody dying and the act of murder. That is absolutely certain. Oh, well, to me, either way, I've killed that person. So I would just say that there's a moral difference between there is between killing someone and and murdering them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're a dynast. You guys murder lots of people. I mean, fair. We prefer to think of it as liberating their soul such that it might reincarnate in more favorable circumstances next time. But I suppose if you would prefer to use the term murder, that's fine. Yeah, I I would. So because if we're going by your logic, I would like to liberate the bull of the North soul after convincing her she has no reason to live, then convincing her she does have a reason to live. And then liberate her soul. You know what? I actually kind of like that. That's what I'll tell her when I kill her. I, I Don't get me wrong. I'm 100% in favor of slaying that anathema. But oh. last time, I was around Rizzo and her friends. When talk of slaying anathema came up, everyone got really, really cagey. Oh no, there's a better way. Oh no, we can be redeemed. No, you can't. I mean... It's stuck inside your soul. I think it depends on like how long you've been murdering people. <laughs> like, you were taught that that was the only way, and, and that was made clear... And so we both had a better understanding of the situation. And unfortunately, that fell deaf on some Godwin's ears. And they wanted, you know... To murder you. Revenge. I mean, it was revenge. They did kill our friend... I certainly killed Ajax. Yes, Ajax. Absolutely. So let's not pretend put that someone's innocent. Through his chest, out his shoulders, just shot a jet of flame out of him. Oh, well, now. That is... Uh... That's some, that's some difficult times, then. Yeah. I'm not going to say that there weren't reasons that Godwin might want to kill me. Those were the reasons. Uh, they were best of friends, and much like my feelings towards the bull, but I think they're a little more rational. Hmm. See? Speaking of best of friends, I heard that you've been traveling around with Harmonious Accord. How's he doing? He's doing better. Uh, I think he uh, he's really on the road to self-recovery. Always could have used that. Never seemed like he was really on board for most of the Immaculate Philosophy or what have you. He seemed a little bit lost. He's still lost. Guidance. Yeah, yeah, but you know, not lost. being on board with Immaculate Philosophy, that is probably one of the things I like most about him. Yeah. He, he does his job, uh, and he's made it clear what his path is now. And I'm very surprised and proud that he has joined us on this journey, to be quite honest. Uh, although I do think he owes it to us. Just I'm glad to hear that. I guess. I suppose. Well, uh, you know. How have you been? How is the afterlife? Dead, mostly. Okay. Yeah, I've been lingering around as a ghost for the most, most of the time. Hmm. Unless I happen to be appearing as some sort of apparition in the context of, uh, how should I say this? A, uh, a confluence of essence of a particular aspect. And might we be able to, you know... Summon your ghost for future tea times? No. 
No. Can we stop doing lunch with ghosts? I suppose. Uh, I That might hurt somebody else's feelings. Personally, where, where I stand with it, if, if, you, if you need me, I could be around for some... I'd be happy to talk about the way my perspective has changed, mm. all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. What I would have done if, you know, I hadn't been so cruelly I mean, revenged. would you really have changed ways, you know? I was certainly intending to leave and never come back to the realm. Yeah. Oh. That's good. Huh. Do you, you know... Maybe start a band of do-gooder mercenaries on the... On the threshold or something. But I really wish you had stopped and just said you were going to start a band. That would have been way better. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, my whole perspective of you is about to change and now it's just, now it just hasn't. I no, like I've the never, band of mercenaries. I mean, if you'd like, I could sing you a song. No. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's, um, that's mixed signals. So that's I'm rude gonna... for our guest. They've offered to share us their vocals. It might be rude on my ears to hear them. That's so me. Snap. Well, you know what? You don't need, don't need to appreciate art when you hear it. Okay. Are you if, just if you're going mouth to be it? that way? No, I'm not oh. going to just mouth it. Okay. I've been practicing this a lot. Mm-hmm. I've had nothing to do but mm-hmm. time to practice this. Okay. So I've been getting very, very good at it. Okay. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yes. It's it's not what it's is not it? long. Okay. It's not long. I promise you that. But it's totally worth it. Are you ready? Yes. Please. Four. Three. Let's two, start from four. One. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to Swallows of the South. If you'd like to get in touch with the show or Quinn, feel free to send us an email to swallows of the south at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at Swallows of South and on Facebook and Tumblr at Swallows of the South. If you like the show, leave us a five star rating or review on iTunes. It's a great help. And always helps get the word out there to more new people. Our theme song is new by Elvis Herod. And I hope you have a wonderful week. See you next Tuesday.